The Taiwan series is set for Saturday, October 31st. The two teams featured will be the two original CPBL franchises left. Brothers vs. Lions in the best of seven series to wrap up this unbelievable CPBL season. It's Monday, October 26, 2020. You're listening to the CPBL Chronicles on Taiwanese Pro Ball, hosted by me, Ryan Chen. This will be the final CPBL Chronicle of the regular season. In the coming week, I'll put together some interviews of the voices of the CPBL fandom. Today, I will do a very quick recap of the four team seasons, right after you get the rundown on the four games that determine the second half winner. Let's get to it. Tuesday in Taizong, Brothers hosted the Guardians and Ismail Rogers threw a gem. A complete game only giving up one run while striking out 10. Rookie Yue Zhenhua hit his first career home run, a three-run round tripper. Brothers take this game 6-1. The next day back in Xinjiang, the Guardians prevailed on Manny Bonosa's six strong innings and Zhang Jingde providing the power with his ninth home run on the season. For the Monkeys, Chen Chengwei and Chen Junxiu scored, while all three foreign pitchers, Carpenter, Munia, and Mann, pitched in what turned out to be the last game of the year for the Monkeys. Final score, 4-2 Guardians. Thursday's rainout pushed the Guardians-Lions games to Friday. Another game of the year, a classic. If the Guardians win, they secure the other spot in the Taiwan series. If the Lions win, they guarantee a playoff spot. Henry Sosta, after a week, would face the Lions again. He pitched an admirable game going 8 innings. His only blunder was the throwing error, then leaving a fastball in the middle for Chen Jie-shin to hit off the right field wall, scoring 2. On the other side, Tim Melville saved his best performance for last. In 123 pitches, he delivered a complete game shutout. The Guardians are eliminated on the last game of their season. So the season comes down to the last day, last game. It's a continued game, so it starts in the top of the third, 1-1. One Brothers try to recreate the first half title by sending Jose de Paula to clinch in Tainan again. For the Lions, Teddy Stankowitz would get the ball first. In a locked battle, the Lions get the scoring started with two outs in the sixth. Jerry, Tang Zhaoting, Maer Siru, and Chen Chongting string together four singles to score two runs. The Brothers look to even up in the top of the eighth. Xu Ji Hong hit, Zhou Sichi walk, and Dan Zixin's base hit to center got the Brothers within one. Then Jiang Kuanyu laid down a bunt a little too hard to Stankowicz who got the lead out at third. With that momentum, Stankowicz struck out the next two brothers to hang on to the lead. Lions closer Chen Yunwen came in in the ninth, allowing two on. With two outs, Stevie with a chance to tie or go ahead, he smacks a hard bouncer to Gao Guoqing who took it to the bag and clinched it for the Lions. Now a word on every team. The newly acquired Rakuten Monkeys were seeking to forepeat for the first time in league history. They started the year with 7 straight wins, including Dimple Cannon's 3 home run game in the opener. All year, it seemed like if he got hot, so did the Monkeys. Bonilla, Carpenter, and veteran Wang Yizhen each got 10 wins while Wen Weijun was just shy with 9, looking very lethal at home. Each had strong stretches, but only Ryan Carpenter had a plus season overall. Their bullpen is an interesting story. Chen Yushu and Wang Yaoling demonstrated dominant stuff as the only duo in the league with double-digit saves. But they each ended the season with an ERA above 4, particularly Sausage who gave up 9 home runs and 26 walks, always seeming to be at the worst times. Their top relievers Zhu Junxiang and Su Junzhang and especially Tiger Huang Zipeng had good seasons as well. But overall, the relievers were so top-heavy and each guy had their own tough stretches when the team couldn't afford it. The Monkeys led the league surge in home runs thanks to the juice balls of the first half. Even deep into the season, Ling Li was still in the hunt for the triple crown on offense. He was profiling as the most dangerous offensive weapon, while on the other side, he seemed like the biggest liability no matter where he played on defense. Chen Chengwei took a step forward after last year's Rookie of the Year campaign, but all the other guys were held back by injury or down years. 
I didn't have a huge problem with the on-field management of Zheng Haoju Totoro, but it sure seemed like the team morale was not up to snuff and they were the lowest winning percentage team after their hot start. They probably are the team that needs to make the most fixes heading into next season. The Guardians almost pulled off the last place one half or first place in the other half. They crashed and burned out of the gate as the team with high expectations. Highest prestige and highest paid manager Hong Zong on his new team was troubled for the entire first half, including the scandalous text message of star player Hu Jinglong. But once they got Jiang Zixian back from injury, overseas Zhang Jingde was drafted and made an impact right away, and the guys just played much better. Gao Guohui looked like a real cleanup hitter, Lin Yixuan and Lin Zexuan stepped up when needed too. Their new centerpiece, Li Zongxian, had the best year of all, getting hold of the leadoff spot and transitioning to shortstop, demonstrating the best range. From the pitching core, Henry Sosa might be the most valuable pitcher in the entire league. He pitched the most innings at 194 and one-thirds innings, which was 20 more than Triple Crown winner DePaula. Sosa was second in wins, second in ERA, and second in strikeouts. Mike Laurie wasn't the quality of before, but was crafty and reliable. Manny Bonilles was sharp in most of his starts after joining late, while Chen Sipong and Zhang Guohao had excellent stretches in the second half, a turnaround from their dreadful first halves. Lai Hongcheng came back in the second half as their best relief arm, while other guys had good and bad stretches. Concerning was Chen Hongwen's ineffectiveness down the stretch. In October, when they needed to beat the brothers in the line, they only won three and lost six. Seems like they lacked the knack for winning the big game. While they have the worst record overall in the season, they look like contenders next year. First half champion brothers, they somehow stuck around to find themselves with another possible clinching game in Tainan, dropping essentially a free shot at game one. I've harped on it all year, I think the brothers are an underachieving team. They pitched and played defense the best to the tune of surrendering 143 runs less than the next best team. On offense, they are right up there with the other teams. Yet they should have won somewhere in the area of 75 games but only 67 on this year. Look no further than their 16-19 record in one-run games. So let's start with their strength. It's the pitching. They boast the most formidable rotation of Jose De Paula, Aero Miranda, and in stretches Mitch Lively and now Esmil Rogers. Bonsu for five starts between mid-June and mid-July looked like the best pitcher in the league with 40 strikeouts and 30 innings pitched. His health and performance in the Taiwan series lingers huge. One of the most important aspects of the team is the bullpen. They have eight guys with more than 10 relief appearances with an ERA under four. No other team has more than two. The offensive side focuses on one man, Tosuchi who is the only one on the roster and has the highest average with runners in scoring position. And with Zhang Zihao down with his side injury, Steve is the team's highest home run producer. Everyone else in the lineup seems to be mired on below average clutch hitting, and they seem to have been hampered by bad play calls from the bench or poor execution. What they've done all year well is get walks and hit home runs. With the injuries they've sustained, they've only gotten more athletic guys who can play defense. In the Taiwan series, they need to play loose. The pitching will keep them in and the offense needs to continue to occupy the bases to give themselves chances to break through. The heart and soul team of the 2020 season, the Lions find themselves in the Taiwan series by overcoming their first half nemesis brothers, going 13-1-6 in the second half, that tie coming in Taizong. Equally impressive is their road record, which was 16-13. They have belief in themselves that persists in every game. Dodging the playoff series and going down 1-0 to the brothers is immense. Their strength is on offense, though theoretically could be countered. Chen Yongji leads the league in OPS against lefties, but Tang Zhaoting is the only regular with a positive number. Everyone else is below average. Against righties, you know the focus will be on Su Zijie, Lin Anke, and somehow Guo Fuling, who since 2018 has hit like a lefty with bizarre splits. 
Defensively, they're a plus, but without Lin Zujie, they've had to plug the hole with Chen Chongqing or Chen Yongji, who are major downgrades. Three episodes ago, I said the Lion starters look like the worst on paper. Well, the makeup schedule made me rethink how far the gap is. Dykeshorn, Melville, and Stankiewicz all turned in solid outings in the most intense games. Still not a lot of strikeouts for those three guys. I'm guessing game 4 will be a bullpen game. Pan Wenlun is great in long relief, and while not possessing impressive numbers on the season overall, the Lions' top bullpen guys have demonstrated stretches of dominance. Chen Yuan ended up the saves leader by virtue of his lower ERA, while CC Lee has the lower whip and higher strikeout rate. Most importantly, it seems like the coaching staff led by Lin Yueping pushes the right buttons and pulls the right levers to get their team to win. They are the luckiest team in the CPBL, not only winning the half with the lowest winning percentage in league history, they also somehow did it by allowing one more run than they scored in the second half. The Lions' MO is to get out to an early lead, but with Melville, Stankiewicz, and the bullpen pitching how they are of late, maybe they could have been more patient like on Saturday. So that's it for today's episode of the CPBL Chronicles. Look out for more CPBL content in the coming week. I'm Ryan Chen, and thank you for listening to Taiwanese Pro Ball. See ya!